straight out of Reseda, I'm a believer. You're speaking of elite, better know we truly the leaders. I steam with every dream, my king, since let it rain. It's me and my gang rolling the greatest you've ever seen. You can keep all of the scrums, the media never runs. The moment that you observe, I wrestle with everyone. Now see what you become. This ain't practical, check the attitude. Started too sweet and the bullets club in the avenue. Sabbaticals are temporary in the wing, we naturals. Every play you run, I see your lateral was back at you. Moving shit godly, keep the stupid shit off me. V-trigger, we bigger, it's a super kick party, nigga. Welcome, everybody, to DAR Sports Media. Tonight, myself, Eric, the true god from Twitter and the rap game, are here to take you through AEW Collision, a big preview. We're calling tonight's episode When Worlds Collide. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I am I am extremely excited. I was uh, in the arena for Dynamite Wednesday, and... It's just the energy around collision is interesting. That's all. That's really the main thing. I, I like. There's. It's the. It's probably the most controversial. So remember Rampage when it debuted. It was not controversial at all. It didn't come with any. Uh, you know, it, it didn't come with any. I mean, it came with fanfare, but it didn't come with like. There's a certain air about this show that feels different. So I'm really excited to get in, get into collision. I mean, we already know what that what that aura is. Uh, with collision, I like to say the aura for collision is money. You know, that's really because you're talking about draws, you're talking about earners, you're talking about money. It doesn't get bigger than the star of AEW Saturday Night Collision, which is CM Punk, which will be a topic that I'm pretty sure we'll get into. And I, I, I've taken some flack today uh, on the old Twitter machine because of my uh, my words. I, I call fans corny today. I call them corny all the time because they are. And um yeah, you know, I just feel like the the ESPN interview dropped today, uh, the CM Punk interview, which has been much, much talked about, even though there's nothing in there that's really that serious. But, yeah, so I feel like there's momentum heading into Rampage starts. And uh, as we're as we're, we're recording this about an hour and a half, not that I'm going to watch it, but um, I, you know, Collision, I think Collision is going to possibly be the best wrestling show consistently that AEW's had. I don't I think Dynamite's been missing missing the mark a little bit. So I'm really excited about uh Collision and I'm really excited about the main event uh which of course features the draw CM Punk and FTR AEW World Tag Team Champions versus Samoa Joe, Jay White and Juice Robinson. How do you I ask you, how do you feel about Samoa Joe teaming up with Jay White and Juice Robinson? Because I've heard a lot of mixed mixed feelings on that. So I want to get – what's your take on it? So I think we're going to have a little bit of back and forth on this because one of the things I wanted to talk about is I'm not – I'm not so sure about this as the selection of the main event of the first show. I guess we're really banking on uh, whatever Punk's going to do at the beginning to be the hook. Uh, yeah. and And that'll keep people in. But to me, it's like, man – it's a brand new show. It's exciting. It's supposed to be an exciting new property. And we don't have an angle being finished off at the end. We don't have a belt on the line at the end. We got like, you know, just a kind of a random six man tag. Uh, CM Punk and FDR being teamed up is not random, but 
you know, just, just a six man tag. Um, I just don't want this perception wise to start giving off rampage or sci-fi SmackDown vibes and not <laughs> finishing it off. I, do you remember that era when, when it was super I, SmackDown and super raw and, and that was just the most missable show on earth in the mid 2000 <laughs> teens. Like I, I do. Because, oh, I feel like this. I remember it because it's, it's one of the reasons why I stopped watching WWE. So um, I mean, I'll be honest. So I found out what the main event was for collision a couple of days for everybody else. Did. So when I got the, the the word that this was the planned uh, main event, I was, needless to say, I was disappointed because I think it's okay for me to say this on air. The original plan for a main event was a singles match between Samoa Joe and CM Punk. That was the original plan. I feel like I can I can say that, and I won't get anybody texting me or, or calling me about me saying that. But that was the original plan. However, I think the thought process behind it was Punk's first match back. We probably need to take it a little bit slower. And getting in the ring with Samoa Joe and your first match back, probably going 15 or 20, probably isn't the safest bet for somebody just coming off uh, a nine-month injury. So I think that was the thought process. I, I mean, I know for a fact Punk wants to work with Jay White as well. I'm not opposed to that personally. Um, but once again, I think Punk's got to – I mean, wrestling's like riding a bike, they say. You know, you just got to get – you know, just got to get you got to get the wheels moving and then you'll get kind of back to where you uh, where you were. And I think for Punk, if he was going to do it, FTR was probably the the – the, the best team for him to team with. There's nobody else on collision, I think, that fits that. I just think the Samoa Joe thing is just random with Jay White and Juice Robinson because, you know, I'm not a big fan of the BC Gold versus the a, uh, FTR and Starks feud. It's not been my not been my cup of tea. You're not a big fan because it's been terrible. It was yeah, a terrible it's, idea. It's been terribly executed. Just, just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. And so, you know, I, I felt like when you have, like I, like I said, I like FTR. I think FTR is a, a good team. I, 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 I liked them when they were the Revival in, in NXT. Uh, I said NXT specifically, not when they got to the main roster. But when they were in NXT, I, th- I thought they were solid. You know, FTR is, I think it's a great team to to, to start with with Punk. I said, and, and like I said, I like them in NXT, but. I feel like now F- there's something has to happen with FTR. And here's the real truth. The reason why FTR and Punk's, I guess, reunion seems a little disappointing because of who they're going against is because everybody is kind of waiting for that elephant in the room. It's the elephant in the room. It's like, okay, we got CM, CM Punk, FTR, CM, FTR, as they're called together. Where's this team leading to? Like we know your feud, your main feud is not going to be Samoa Joe, Jay Roberts. I mean, Jay, uh, Jay White and Juice Roberts. So who are you going to feud with? Who's the big summer feud for CMFTR? Are we going to see CM Punk versus Kenta at Forbidden Door? That's been rumored. It's been talked about. Who knows? Um, are we going to see Samoa Joe versus CM Punk feud through the summer? Kind of re- reliving that old Ring of Honor, uh, glory days twenty years later. Or are we going to see CM Punk and FTR eventually go against the trio that everybody seems to want to see them do business with? That's where I feel like Collision 
is like that it's 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 like that that question mark of like oh, okay so we got punk and ftr back together where is this going and i think it's one of those things where i hate to say this because I'm, I'm adamantly against saying this this is one of those scenarios where i think people should just let it play out i hate saying that shit i hate saying it but let it play out because i think the end result of everything is gonna be everybody will be happy happy with it once they get there once they get there is the is the key but right now uh i get it i i i 100 I get it it is i get why everybody's kind of like mm, really like like this i i get it but i mean the one thing i will say that i think they didn't account for is that punk's return is very important i mean to me it's the most important part of aw right now really i mean i mean that's what i've been waiting for for nine months you know that's my guy but he needs help when it comes to putting on a two-hour program and united center chicago all all great but when you have cm punk you got samoa joe ftr jay white juice robinson I think you put all these guys in one match. So there's 20 minutes. I'm sure Punk is going to open the show. I'm sure there's a promo that's going to happen. I'm sure Samoa Joe is going to interrupt or Jay White's going to interrupt. And it's going to lead to the main event to sell you on the main event. Cause there's nothing to sell you on it outside of just here's FTR and CM Punk. Here's Samoa Joe, Jay White. And all. So like they have to sell you even more in the building. And I'm, and I have no doubt Punk is going to do that with his promo. Um, but I also think, I also think Punk's promo is going to sell you on other stuff, too. So that's why I said let it all play out. Everybody has to let it all play out. And this is one of those things where you just got to let it all play out. But um, I do agree with you, though. I do agree with you on a sense of it, it is a kind of weird trios match. For one, like we've seen CM Punk and FTR team before. You know, we've seen them, their, their IG love fest. Uh, as they you know, you know, post stuff about each other on IG all the time. But where's the Samoa Joe, Jay White, Juice Robinson link? Like, where's where does that make sense? And that's where I, it lost me. If they added a new BC Gold member, um, that wasn't the Guns, uh, then I could see it being make more sense. But just as Joe just feels really random, like they just tossed them in there because they didn't want Punk and Joe to work one on one right away. So that, that I, I kind of get that. Uh, but I, I, think, I think it'll be a great match, um, hopefully. Oh, it'll be good. It'll end up being good. It's just, you know, that was my concern. No, I, I get it, though. It's very it's the car for collision is kind of random <laughs> in general. Um, you know, Andrade sure, like, man, you're trying to make an impression. You're trying to be like, this is what this show is going to be going forward. This is what you need to show tune in to see. And it's just kind of like, eh, like I personally, my personal taste, I'm extremely pumped. Miro is one of my favorites. Andrade is one yeah. of my favorites. So yeah. I'm, I, I'm extremely, uh, you know, and, and punk is one of my favorites. FTR are my favorites. Um, so it's Samoa Joe, most underutilized man in the business. So I'm, I'm ready to go. But when I step back and look at it from an unbiased opinion and say is this what we're going to put out for an initial impression of what the show is going to be forward i just i just hope everything works out really you know 
plays out perfectly the way that they envision it to with these segments. Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing. I think when you got a, a you know Andrade Elito versus Buddy Matthews as a match, that's gonna be fire. That's gonna be great. It's just that I, I guess it's a, it's the debut, so it's a debut episode, so it's kind of like there's no stories there. And I think the stories kind of would give us if there was something built in before, like the the Warlow versus Luchasaurus match. Eh, I'm I could take it or leave it only because I'm, I'm not the biggest Ward Wardlow guy. Like like I like Wardlow. I think he, but I think their booking of him has been really up and down. I think they need to kind of correct the course. I don't know beating. I don't know that beating Luchasaurus corrects the course, but there's a rumor I heard. I don't even want to say it out loud, but somebody said this Wardlow story is eventually leading to Goldberg arriving in AEW, which I don't know how true that is. Then somebody said this the storyline is eventually going to lead to Edge making his way to AEW. Well, um, that was the question I was just about to ask you. Um, do you have any idea, I, moving on to this this Wardlow uh Luchasaurus deal. Do you have any idea why they just murdered Wardlow's entrance, which was like one of the best, for my money, one of the best entrances that there was, and and like the way that he was able to make the beat go with the guitar riffs, go with the chant, yep. and get like that was so I freaked the fuck out the first time I heard that. I'm like, right. that is amazing, right? Uh, and then they just it just disappeared one week. And I was like, well, okay, so that could be one explanation. They were always planning on bringing in Goldberg. They didn't want it to be exactly the, you know, an exact replica of each other. I don't know. You you raise a good question. I mean, look, I've heard things. But, I mean, you know, who's to say, you know? I think to even uh, even go a step further, like I remember, you know, because I, I could say this, uh, in January, back when they did the uh, the, the Soraya needed a, a, a a mystery tag partner and a lot of people thought it was gonna be mercedes monet and i was told at that time like a week before it's like i'm pretty sure it's her and everybody's like yeah i'm pretty sure it's her like verbally i'm pretty sure it's gonna be her like i'm pretty sure we we're, we're in the clear things change and in wrestling until you sign a contract nothing is is set in stone i don't know if goldberg's signed anything yet to my knowledge he hasn't um uh, I don't know how I feel about Goldberg and AEW. It does. It sucks though because it feels honestly the way Collision looks, the way Collision is going to look, um, with their logo, with everything they have. I feel like Goldberg would probably actually fit perfectly with the with that, which actually surprises me because it's like I was kind of adamantly against Goldberg being there, but I'm thinking, man, you need you need a draw to kind of sell Saturday. And Punk is there. You throw in a Goldberg. You know, people use the term casual fans. And I don't like using those terms anymore. I used to. I don't like them using it anymore because, you know, like everybody, if you know wrestling, your level of watching, it doesn't mean you're casual versus, you know, you're diehard. I know I know dudes who didn't watch wrestling for years and they were but they they would watch old stuff, old DVDs of WWF or, you know, old Coliseum video stuff and and stuff like that. They love wrestling. They just don't like what they what they see currently. 
And I think that's a that's a statement that people use too much about oh these are casuals. These casuals like nah, they just didn't like what they saw for a while. They stopped tuning out and they watched the old stuff. It's no different mm-hmm. than people. The way you yeah. get those people back, the way you get in new viewers is you create because people would say, oh, you can't just do debuts forever. But it's not just debuts. It's a aura on the show that shit goes down. Shit pops yep. off. You never know what's going to happen. It's the energy of the show. It's what we always used to say during the first for years of Dynamite versus Raw and SmackDown is they just have. And still to this day, even though Raw and SmackDown have improved a lot, I still feel like the energy of a solid Dynamite is not matched by the better shows of the WWE. Um, Absolutely. Better quality shows of WWE when they put them on. I just don't feel like the same frenetic, anything can happen type energy is in those shows that it is in Dynamite to this day. So the debuts, the surprises, the 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 wild stuff that just gives it an energy that, that that's the types of things. When you used to watch Raw is War, when WWF oh, was man. as popular as it got, Nitro, same thing. There was an energy to both those shows that holy shit, what's going to happen next? You just don't know week to week. And that's what they need to bottle with thing. And a Goldberg would do something like that. Um, anything like that. It's not about casual fans. It's not about laps fans. It's creating an energy where people are like, man, this show is, is a roller coaster. I need to watch it. And I've, I've said this time and time again, and I will continue to say it. Whether or not this happens, I don't know. Um, but I feel like the biggest story that AEW can take and make the most money off of and get the fans of every fan excited. If you did bring in a Goldberg or if they say Edge wanted to go out and have six months to a year in AEW before he retires. I'm not saying that's actually happening. I'm just saying for the last year that's been that's been talked about a lot under the surface. Obviously, contracts are a thing. Obviously, Edge's thing and, and Goldberg is out of a contract. If you were to bring in a Goldberg, have him go against a younger guy, say a Hobbs. I'd like to see Goldberg versus Hobbs because I feel like that'd be a great way to get Hobbs over uh, as a heel. Um, you put a Goldberg and Hobbs in there. You put a hell. You can put some more Joe in there with Goldberg and let let like, like I don't think we've ever we didn't really get to see that uh, when he was in WWE. I don't I think, think so. So you know, there's different things there, but you take that and then you take your biggest draw, CM Punk, and you take. So it's not a brand split. This this has been established. This is not a brand split. Uh, if they haven't actually fully said, I think Tony Khan did say it. I'm telling you directly from one of the higher ups in AEW. Uh, it's not a brand split. It's not a hard split. It's a soft split. And uh, you know, Andrade House. With all due respect, they're fucking that up too. That's another I thing. Think, That's making it think... rampage. That's making it sci-fi SmackDown. Put the TNT belt on this show. Make it the main belt. Split the brands. So, so here's why I say I think it's a good thing they're doing a soft split because the stars are going to bounce around a bit. I think Punk going to Dynamite here and there while also doing Collision, I don't think that's a bad thing if you're telling stories that cross both shows. I think when they say soft split, you probably won't see uh the tnt title on tbs very much anymore in my opinion they're not going to tell you this straight up right that's the thing though depends on everything plays out that's it's the answer to all these things with all due respect when it comes especially to aew 
yeah, how does, it, how does it end up playing out, right? Because they've done a lot of great things that had amazing momentum at first. And then, and then, and then it how does it. it play out? So, hey, maybe the soft split, the stuff you're saying, you're not wrong. Got to see how it plays out, how it actually ends up looking on the on the TV screen. I just don't want you know the show what? to become Rampage and Sci-Fi SmackDown. That's all. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, I think one of the things about Collision that's going to that's gonna be different, honestly, is you're going to see a different vision um, on Collision because, you know, Punk's got a lot of creative uh, creative freedom. Uh, Brian Danielson will be a part of that. So I think that's also another thing that people are not thinking about. Brian Danielson, of course, will be probably on Dynamite, he, but he's also working creative on Collision too. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. and, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, pretty sure Will Washington is also, uh, uh, I'll, I'll just say pretty sure. I mean, whether or not I know for sure, but uh, I'm pretty sure he will. And I think you take Punk, Danielson, uh, Joe also probably will contribute some ideas too. And we're talking about these are legends in wrestling. So I think what's missing is that these are guys who went to the big leagues, as they call it, WWE. And they took that knowledge. They have indie knowledge and they have like a mix of everything. And so I think not to criticize Dynamite and some of the the people that were in creative there, but a lot of those guys don't have multiple perspectives because they only came straight from the indies or Japan straight to television. You don't know how to work the hard cam. You don't know where the hard, where the cam is. You know, you don't know what to look for when you're on television. You don't know how to play a uh, play out a match in front of 10,000 people, 15,000 people. It's different. So I think on Dynamite sometimes, I think like with, with the ending they have for Dynamite, a lot of people love that ending. Um, I was there live. So like, I was kind of like, oh, you know, Eddie Kingston out here. Oh, uh, Will Ospreay just came and knocked out. Like, it's it was fun. But I think there's a difference. And I think this is why Jim Ross is going to be on Collision. I think it's a different style. Very much indie meets NWA, like, classic style. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so, so excited for the <laughs> for the prospects of what it has potential to be. And and I think with I think the vision that Punk has, Danielson has, um, you know, not that I can speak directly for them, but just you know, through passing conversations, I feel like through people who are in the know about what's going on, collision, they they want to create wrestling at its finest. I don't know that this card for the first episode is giving you that completely, but I think. In order to get to that point, you do have to build stories. You do have to bring, you know, things in that are going to get people excited. So I'm interested to see how, you know, uh, Ricky Starks, how Ricky Starks uh, turns out with his um his chance. And I think Punk said in the ESPN interview, you know, for Starks and Hobbs, this is kind of like nut up or shut up time. Like you you you've been wanting television time, and I know that for a fact. They want more. So now there's no you're not going to get moved out the way for a 30 minute elite elite match. You're not going to get a 30 minute MJF promo taking up the TV time. You can go out there Starks and cut a five minute promo. You can have a 10 to 15, 20 minute match with somebody who can go Hobbs. You can get more time to go do some vignettes and other stuff. So there's going to be more opportunity. And that to me is the most exciting thing about collision is that it's not only a different vision, but it's different opportunity. So all these guys that fans have been saying, oh, man, why aren't they doing anything with Starks? 
Why are they doing anything with Hobbs? It is very hard in defensive AEW. It is very hard. As we've seen in WWE over the years, it's hard to fill up your TV time with every single guy that you have backstage. There's going to be people who don't make television some weeks. It's going to be guys who don't get the matches they might want week in and week out because everybody who's in that locker room wants to be the best. They want to be at the top of their game. And if you don't want to be that, then why the, why the fuck are you there? You want to be the best at what you do. Starks is very driven. Hobbs is very driven. I know what I know about those guys from a personal standpoint, that they are very driven people just like that. So getting this opportunity, Punk Punk versus Starks is something I think could, could be something where they go back and forth on the microphone, get Ricky to kind of test himself. Because Ricky hasn't had that feud yet the mjf feud was like the closest thing they had to something where they gave him like chance to show himself as a star but if it's anybody who's gonna make a star on collision it's gonna be punk another part of this card that's going down collision is a women's tag team match outcasts versus willow nightingale and sky blue i'm excited for those two girls to have this platform in my opinion both of them especially willow has Everything, every box checked to become a huge star. The outcasts, honestly, to me, were like nails on a fucking chalkboard. And I don't mean that in like the heel way that they're supposed to be. I mean, right. like, I just could not stand those segments for months. And uh, from the viewership numbers during those segments, a lot of people seem to agree with me. But honestly, it kind of feels like it's hit its stride just in the last couple of weeks. It's kind of grown on me now. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, a little, I have a little Willow Nightingale story. I was at a show that she was on, a smaller show. I'm in concession stand line to get, um, to get, uh, there was like a certain part of it that was putting out the, the chicken fingers and had, um, sodas and stuff like that, like the, like the hand yeah, yeah. finger foods. And I'm standing there and I look up next to me and Willow Nightingale is standing next to me in the line and i kind of look and i kind of double take and i look back down because i'm the type of person when i run across a wrestler especially at a show i try not to like do anything because i don't want to she's just trying to get some food you know like i'm not trying to be like oh shit you're willing nightingale and then like slow down what she's you know girl worked her ass off that night just trying to get some food and uh, hang out but she saw me and was like no it's cool it's me hey what's up like was could not be any nicer of a person in that situation. Willow Nightingale fucking rocks. She has my heart forever. I'm happy to see these girls have this platform. We'll say I have loved Willow Nightingale <laughs> for quite some time. When I say love, and you know, she is absolutely uh amazing at what she does. She is talented um among other things she's so many great things about willow and i think her energy is needed for not only the outcast story but just in terms of aw it's hard to find a really good baby face especially for the women because it's like she just naturally emits this like aura coming on the TV where you're, she's just naturally. I would like to eventually see her do heel, 
do heel work. I'm very interested to see how that is, the, the contrast. But I love what she does as a face. I think she's amazing. I am uh I've been a fan for quite some time. And honestly, I I think her and I, I think Sky Blue has been killing it recently. I think she is getting uh much better. And I think at this point, with AW's women division, you know, the women's division is technically gonna be split up a little bit here, obviously. Because I mean, Sky Blue doesn't. Sky Blue's got a couple times you know working on Dynamite, but I think now that you have an extra two hours, I think you have to put some of those ladies that's in the back that you don't see. And I, I'll just quickly reference like the dark match at Dynamite this week. They had uh, Nala Rose, uh, Emmy, and Marina Shafir against Rio. Um, Rio, who else? I'm really I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, it was Rio and I think two it's two other girls. Like, I'm surprised I can't I can't even remember who it is, but they had all those girls there. And my thought process was, if you have all those girls there, you can put some of those girls on television, especially Rio. I think Rio should definitely be on TV. So um, I'm anxious to see how this match turns out. I mean, I, I yeah, whether the storyline for the Outcasts have been good, I can't say enough. I like Tony Storm a lot. So anytime she's on TV, I like watching her. I think she's she's good at what she does, and I, I I'm interested to see though if the AEW women the AEW women championship if that's on Collision more than it is Dynamite, since the TBS title makes more sense. So like I said, it's not gonna be a hard split, but I think they're gonna keep certain stories and work stories a certain way and and centralize stories on certain on certain shows but um i'm I'm, i like i like this tag match uh i think ruby's i think ruby's pretty good at what she does in ring uh even back when she was uh way back before she was ruby um you know she was she was always always pretty talented so uh, i think her and i think her and tony together work better than her tony and soraya uh personally but you know um i i i do think this is a this is gonna be a good match and I'm pretty sure since there's only like four matches on the card that this should get ample time and it wouldn't be a three to five minute match, which feels like it really had no purpose on the card. So um, I, I, I am excited for that. And I think nine times out of 10, we're in a United Center. There's going to be some shenanigans. Maybe somebody shows up. I mean, Forbidden Door is right around the corner I just I, I feel like that meant that's an, and that's actually another element I think that's also missing from collision is that there's no forbidden door hints there at any of these matches so yeah 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 so uh, maybe that ends up adding the spice that we were talking about earlier and, that and we, I think I feel like it's missing and I think there is something to, to be said for that. I do think you're going to see, like I said, I mean, the BC Gold and, and Joe versus, you know, CMFTR, maybe some Forbidden Door stuff. I mean, we we obviously know the AEW World Tag Team Champions are probably going to be on Forbidden Door card. Just makes sense. So maybe. And we only got a week out. We're a week out. It didn't just didn't feel like it, but it's we're a week out. And so... I think the AW Women's Champion 
will also probably have a role at Forbidden Door. What role that is, I guess we'll have to see. And that is the secret, I think the secret exciting part of Collision is that nothing is, we don't know anything outside of just matches. We don't know what the story is going to go. We don't know what's happening. We don't know who is going to fight who. On Dynamite, we got a clear Omega versus Osprey. That's that's on the way. Eddie Kingston is now involved in this BCC versus the Elite feud. We now see that that he's a part of that. We see that uh, Danielson and Okada, we know that's coming. MJF versus Tanahashi. Uh, Sonata versus Jungle Boy, which is interesting. Uh, but so now we got those four matches set. We need the rest of the card. And a lot of those wrestlers who are going to be on the card happen to just be on this collision card. Well, I mean, the people that I assume, I don't know anything, but the people I assume are going to be on the card are uh, on this collision episode. So, you know, can we, might we see CM Punk, uh, Kenta, uh, you know, that's been rumored. Might FTR get some new visitors from New Japan or, you know, might uh, Tony Storm come face to face with somebody? Uh, Willow, you know, Sky Blue, like what's going to happen there? I, I'll be honest, I'm surprised that in Jamie Hayter's absence, there's not a lot of Britt Baker uh, on television recently. I'm kind of surprised. I, I mean, hell, Thunder Rosa is going to be at Collision. Might we see Thunder Rosa come out? Maybe Soraya shows up. Maybe Thunder Rosa comes out, evens it up the score. Or maybe Thunder Rosa doesn't even up the score. You don't know where Thunder Rosa is going to go. We don't know. So I think that's the exciting part of that match. And there's a ton of women in the backstage area. And, I mean, I think, you know, in the summertime, if I had to guess, I would assume that Jay Cargill is going to be a vital part of Collision going forward. I just have a feeling. The TBS championship is not going to be obviously exclusive to Dynamite, but it's probably going to be on Dynamite a little bit more than it might be on Collision. So if that's the case, what's the next logical step for Jay Cargill? We've already had the TBS title. Now you want the women's championship. I could very well see that. I mean, maybe maybe Jade comes back from vacation a couple couple weeks early. You know, we don't we I, maybe that's something there too. So I think that's the the unknown is exciting about Collision because all we know is that we got Andrade versus Buddy, we got uh you know Tony Storm and Ruby versus Willow and Sky Blue. We got this the trios match. We got uh there's another match. I think I'm forgetting. Um. God, how, I'm not forgetting. I mean, but like, there's these other matches that are going on, and that's all we know are matches. There's no promos. There's no segments. Miro's gonna be, I think, in action as in well. Action is what it says. Yeah. Which I, you know, he's he's whatever feud he's gonna have is nine times out of ten starting tomorrow night. He's gonna probably have a squash match, but then call somebody out, and that's the thing. Who is who's gonna answer Miro's call? This is what I think makes the collision kind of exciting because you just don't know what to expect. That's why that's why I'm, I'm on the fence when I say like I am a little like it's like the card on paper seems like it's disappointing, but that's usually that's AW's way, right? The card that you're like I ah, don't look that great, but the show ends up being being awesome because all you're given is just these matches and then all this other stuff happens. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to this tag match. Um, I am 
as I talk about this on on the show, I am actually more excited for the trios match more as I talk about it because I'm like, you know what? Like we don't know what's about to happen. Like we like you know like that match can end up being a classic and 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 it could have big ramifications for Forbidden Door and the rest of the summer. So, um, really excited about Collision tomorrow. Uh, I'll be watching. Uh, you know, usually Saturday nights busy nights for me, but for once, uh, I'm going to take Saturday night and not invested in either movies with my my daughter who will. You know, she loves watching. She loves watching stuff with me anyway. Or you know, Saturday nights are you know for the ladies. So I might. So you know, CM Punk. CM Punk, look, brother, you owe me one. If I'm putting it's over by ten. It's over by ten, bro. <laughs> I do it old ladies, man. It was, maybe want to be in the house by eleven o'clock. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, you're right. It is over by ten. But and, that, and that's the prime hours to go out, really. So, uh, but you know. I am taking my, my my Saturday night and I'm investing it into AEW. So the Punk ESPN article dropped today. <laughs> I just want to point out everybody for the last nine months told me CM Punk never come back to AEW. I saw a lie. After lie spread, I saw women on Twitter making threads about CM Punk going to his Tony Khan and going to his house and politicking to get the belt off of Hangman Page. And, and I seen people say, oh, Punk is the cancer. He's this, he's that. I've spoken to people over the last nine months, last two years, because I was there at First Dance in Chicago when Punk returned to AEW. At that time, the the feel around AEW was that everybody was excited. People were excited for what Punk brought to the table. I could only imagine what would make something change when somebody who's a bigger draw than most of the people in that company, all the people in that company, comes in and gets all this love ratings go up people start watching his segments more can only imagine what type of egos clash when you have that happen now when i say egos punk is not the only person in the room he might be the only adult in the room but he's not the only person in the room so when i saw those ladies ladies uh post those tweets about punk for nine months straight somebody said they were gonna write a book about what happened with punk in the elite same lady actually um hope she's doing well i hope she's i hope she's doing well i'm sure she's uh <laughs> cooking right now <laughs> not 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 in a sexist way but like i'm sure she's boiling in oil right now well i've had her muted for quite some time now but apparently she has been going off the rails talking about if this is what if this is what if this is what punk wanted was to drive the elite out of aw into wwe well i guess he got his wish well here's the thing the person that wanted cm punk back the most besides obviously cm punk and and dax harwood clearly uh outside of those two was tony khan so 
if you got a problem with CM Punk being back, take it up with the boss of All Elite Wrestling. Now, I just want to say this real quick. I know that AEW, the E stands for Elite. I get it. I understand. I have nothing personal, obviously, against Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is great. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's great at what he does. I think he let me let me also say before I do my thing on this, I think Kenny Omega is awesome. Top five, top five dead yeah. or alive. I, I'm I'm excited when he's on the card. I don't even know in the Bucks for for their stuff. I have a hard time seeing Adam Page on my TV now, and I used to <laughs> like him a lot. I don't even mind the Bucks, but go ahead. Okay, so here's the thing. Kenny Omega to me is the reason why. I started paying attention again to New Japan. So, honestly, okay. A quick brief story. I worked in wrestling from 2012 to about 2014-2015. After my experience working for a company, I hated wrestling. Which a lot of people who have worked in a business and... I say this because one of my close friends in wrestling for years was ACH. It was my best friend of wrestling. ACH, my best friend of wrestling. As you see, he's left uh, wrestling several times. It's not a business for certain types of people. Just very hard business. But I didn't care about wrestling in 2014, 2015. I left the business by doing something I would have never, I would never do now. But I left the business. And I ended up putting out the entire script for Raw <laughs> right during the Bray Wyatt Daniel Bryan storyline. This is how I actually got my followers on my other account, actually, it's because I put out the entire script word for word of what was going to happen. And people who follow me on Twitter will remember this from Daniel Bryan turning on Bray Wyatt to all of that stuff. I wrote peace by peace, how everything on Twitter. And I was like, fuck this business. I'm done. And I left. And in like 2016-ish, people kept telling me, man, you got you got to check out Kenny Omega. I'm like, the dude who used to wrestle in PWG? <laughs> like, that guy? Guy who wrestles in like Ring of Honor years ago? I was like, that dude? And he's like, yo, that dude is, he's, he's, he's a beast. And I was like, I'm like, all right, fine. I'll check the dude out. Like, he he was cool back when I used to see him on the Indies and stuff. I'll check him out. And I watched Omega. I can't remember the actual match now, but I watched him and I was like, whoa. Okay. And then, of course, the Okada matches with, with Omega, uh, Omega and Okada matches, that made me a fan. At that point, I was like, this dude has it. And ever since then, I believe Kenny Omega. When you talk about the elite, he is the elite in the elite. The, the, the Bucks are great, too. I think the Bucks are a good tag team. Uh, I think for what they do, it works. Hangman Page, a lot of people don't don't like Hangman Page. Uh, a lot of people do like Hangman Page, and they baby him like he's a fucking child. Uh, but <laughs> I, I like Hangman Page because, like I said, I started in the business. I started with hangman page so i have a personal investment into watching him succeed a little bit however i think you're playing up an image 
to people who don't know any better. And that is where I feel like the fans, fans are toxic anyway. Wrestling fans are toxic. Really to- toxic weirdness in there. And like I said, I'm biased too. Everybody's biased. We all got our biases. We're fans. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to pick your favorites. Supposed to like your favorites. But when it comes down to it, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, you take those two and you separate them from everybody else involved in those situations, those are the adults in the room, in my opinion. Those are the two people who understand business drawing money and they have done it on levels that and I don't mean this in a way to slight the Bucks or Hangman, but before there was an AEW, Kenny Omega, in my opinion, was a star. Before there was an AEW, CM Punk definitely was a star. So when this happened and everybody ran to, oh, the, the Punk's this, Punk's that, Punk's this, Punk's that, reality was the two adults in the situation don't have an issue with each other. So if that's the case, who's the problem? I'm not going to point no fingers, but I will say in November, I was in the, the arena watching Dynamite and Colt Cabana came out and I sat in a section and I said this on Twitter. I said, if Colt Cabana comes out to fight Chris Jericho, I'm leaving out this damn building. He came out. I got up. I went to the concession stand, <laughs> and I waited till that match was over, and apparently I didn't miss nothing because it was terrible. And then I saw Trent Beretta tweet out, for the boys. Let me be clear. In professional wrestling, the biggest scam is the boys. We're a family. Everybody wants to be the best. Everybody wants to be at the top of the car. There is no boys. These are your work friends. If you go to work every single day and you see those people, you may become friendly acquaintances with them. You might see them out in the streets and you might say, hey, man, what's up, man? I work with that guy. Those aren't the boys. There's no such thing. When when Jay Cargo goes home to her man and her child do you think she gives a damn about anybody else in aw when she's home and away from work not really when cm punk goes home to his wife and and larry do you think he really cares that much about those guys that aren't his friends you make your friends in the business but there's no such thing as the boys you make your friends you make your clicks and you go about your business you go to work you do business with the people that you think you're going to work good with and that's it this is not a friend's business. It is a business business. CM Punk and the Elite do not have to get along completely. They do not have to see completely eye to eye, but they can make money if they are smart. And judging by this ESPN interview that came out today, and the same thing that I've been saying for the last nine months, CM Punk wants to do business. He wants to do business. He wants to help the business. He sees a storyline with the elite as absolutely money. I can say this guaranteed that he believes this. I know it for a fact. If he he said himself, whether or not I agree that he was wrong or not, he said himself he felt he handled the, the, the scrum, the presser wrong. He said he was in the wrong, and he said that. For all you fans who've been saying, oh, 
Punk probably doesn't even think he was wrong. Blah, 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 blah. He just said it. So now what? What are you mad about? He's, he spoke about the Hangman Page stuff, which, once again, I said this for the last nine months. It all started with Hangman Page. This is the culprit of this whole issue. Who told Punk directly after the promo, per Punk, that he said that because he thought, or at least felt like, Punk tried to get Colt Cabana fired, who, if we're being honest, was only under a contract for, I believe, two years, and his contract was going to run out. They extended him to go to work for Ring of Honor because he was doing absolutely nothing on AEW television. He was a footnote in the Dark Order that was already running his course because Hangman was like about to lose his title anyway. There was nothing there for Colt. Colt was only on television when it was convenient, when they did a Brody Lee tribute. That's the only time you saw him wrestle on Dynamite was when it was a Brody Lee tribute. What does CM Punk have to do with Colt Cabana's job? Absolutely nothing. Hangman Page, once again, I have an invested interest in his career because I watched him start. So I want to see him succeed. He succeeded, but he's not infallible. He does not get exempt from issues or being irresponsible. He messed up, in my opinion. Page messed up. He should have never gone to business for himself. People ignore this. There's also a Nick uh, Houseman, or whatever his name is. He has a podcast that he did in June of 2022. Nobody talks about it. They asked him about CM Punk. He said, the less said about him, the better. If I was at home for two months nursing an injury and a guy who apparently chopped me, who's, uh, we're, let's be clear, you're a professional wrestler. You're chopping somebody. The chest is where you chop. How you miss a chop on, the, on a chest and hit somebody in their mouth, I would feel like you did that intentionally. And, and if it was me, I'd slap, I'd slap shit at you, really. I mean, you know, first of all, you're not going to chop me anyway. But if, if I was a wrestler and you did that, I'm going to get my receipt. And if I can't get my receipt in the ring right there, I'll find a way to get my receipt. Punk was gone for two months. He got his receipt. At that point, two adults sit down and talk about the issues that we have. We work it out. Hangman Page did not do this. I've been saying this for nine months. <laughs> like, all these people who said, oh, Paige, he didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, bro, like nine months I've been telling you what has happened, what has been going on. When Tony Khan was at the scrum or the presser, he was shaking his head to a lot of stuff that CM Punk was saying. Because he, it's not the first time he heard that. People don't use their common sense. So to you, lady, who's running your damn mouth, to all you fans who go ooh-woo, ooh-woo, like about Hangman Page and Elite, and they're so they're and, and uh, the Young Bucks are such good Christian boys, and they don't they don't do anything. Politics and wrestling is the crux of professional wrestling. If you ain't politicking in some way, shape, or form, you ain't really working in this business. Everybody does it to an extent. That is just the truth. The Young Bucks are not completely innocent in anything. Hangman Page is completely guilty in this and has got completely off scot-free and, and shot bail by everybody. At the end of the day, Hangman Page, you're the you are the catalyst for all of these issues. 
and your friends will take up for you. Because that's what you do. You take up for your friends. You take up for your buddies. But this is not the friend's business. This is business. You don't jeopardize big money matches. You don't jeopardize the top draw. You don't put this in peril because you don't like somebody. If you in business, you sit down and talk. You, you, Everybody who's an elite fan, if you have a job, I'm sure a lot of you don't. But if some of you do, because a lot of y'all are like teenagers, when you get into the real world, elite Mentally. stands. Yeah. Elite stands. When you get into the real world and you start to deal with real life stuff, here's what's going to happen for you. You're going to go to work. You might not like your boss. You might not like your coworkers. But guess what? You're going to sit your ass down and do some work. You're going to go to work. You're going to clock in. You're going to clock out. You're going to get your paycheck. You're going to go home to your family. You're going to enjoy your life. And imagine if you only worked one to two days a week. And you didn't even have to be around the people you don't like that much. That's business. It's called being an adult. If if the elite don't want CM Punk and AEW, which I'll be clear, I don't think the elite don't want him there. I just don't think they don't. I just think maybe the Bucks don't want to work with him because of the situation. But even then, suck it up. This is professional wrestling. This is another form of sports. Another form of sports. Teammates fight. People get into altercations. You suck it up. You get over it. And you be men. We're men. Men fight. We scrap. I done fought with friends. I done beat up people and seen them the next day. I was in school. People jumped me. I mean, granted, we jumped them back and it was like a whole thing. But after that, like, you learn to coexist. This is how it works. This is life. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean fire him. Fire him. I'm an EVP. Fire him. It's not how it works. And for all your elite stands, fans, everybody who's in my mentions today, I got a lot more to say to y'all, but I'm not. I'm not gonna waste my energy. I'm not gonna waste my energy anymore. I'm 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 kick it to Eric. Let him, you know, let him do his thing because he got a lot to say. So I'm just I'm gonna just sign what, off with one last thing. One last thing I'm gonna say to that lady, to belief fans, <laughs> fuck you. That's the last thing. Fuck y'all. That's <laughs> on my set all day. Hope you enjoy collision. Um, Facts. So one of the biggest things that you brought up there, that is the biggest thing that sticks in my craw about this from the beginning. As you talk about, and their their little mealy-mouthed loser fucking fans, not all of them, the ones that act like this, their little mealy-mouthed loser fucking fans always bring up that they're oh they're the heartbeat of this they're the this that they love this place they da, 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 da. well if they love the fucking place then why don't they be team players and figure this shit out so we can make money and fucking continue to exist and thrive if you love this a place if you love a team more than your fucking self you'll figure this shit out and figure out what's best for the team not your own personal feelings. And what pisses me off even worse on that is these fucking guys want to walk around with executive vice president. You're the <laughs> executive vice president, and you even let it get to that point. As the executive vice presidents, you should have been the ones there shutting Hangman Page down that first fucking night. Thanks. But Lo and behold, you were probably the ones putting into his fucking head what was going on. 
or what you thought was going on. Because remember, the story was that it was one of the Jacksons that went and laid down over the over the coals to save uh, Colt Cabana's job to say, no, we can use him for Ring of Honor. So where would it, you know, I pretty obvious where Hangman Page got the idea that Punk had something to do with that when it was the Jacksons that, quote unquote, saved his job in the first place. You're the, <laughs> you're supposed to be fucking leadership in this place. Thanks. And you're the ones who are shit stirring the dude who's going to help you make money back for your boss who paid you way more than anybody ever fucking has before. You're so fucking ungrateful. You're so fucking selfish that you want to walk around with a fucking EVP title and you can't do basic adult maturity and team building and leadership. Where I come from in my fucking line of work, if that even got to that point, y'all would be fired. You would have those fucking titles taken away. Conduct unbecoming of a fucking leadership position. It's insane to me that these fans want to completely skirt responsibility when to me, my background, the way I see things, if you're in a leadership position, that automatically makes you twice as at fault for anything like this. You should have been the one to make sure it got de-escalated. You should have one been the one to make sure everyone's voice was heard. Not be the one stirring the shit. What the fuck? That makes you three times as guilty. Thanks. It's crazy. And I'm and also, by the way, and this was before, way before me and you started to link and talk. And you were like, yeah, no, he's definitely coming back. I always knew he was coming back. I yeah. always knew because this is the way things work with adults. And while Tony has been somewhat spotty in his leadership role at times, because again, <laughs> I mean, everything I just said even though he wasn't shit stirring some of the things I just said about making sure that this situation never got to the place it got to. It's all leadership stuff. Um, it's all him. That because I think Tony Khan's fucking awesome. Um, but he's a nice guy, but he, he, he understands. So the thing is, and this is what I tell people all the time with personal issues among teams. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't, make it you know dominate my personality but you could say that i've uh led some work teams in some high pressure situations over the last 20 years uh the thing about teams being angry takes a lot of energy you separate people you let them have it out if people are separate for long enough everybody has a chance to cool down and especially if they're getting paid to this degree and there's team success to be had just off the horizon i knew everybody was going to get their shit together and i still had faith in tony that even if the bucks and the elite had their little feelings hurt because they got their fucking asses whooped in a real <laughs> life fight that by the way they went looking for that was another thing that was hilarious to me uh interacting with some of these fanatical psychos that called themselves elite fans was that none of them seem to understand that when a guy sits up on a stage and paraphrasing says, come to my locker room if you want your fucking ass whooped, and then you go there, that's going to be a fight. <laughs> that's that's, what, that's how that works. That's uh, how so, it goes. <laughs> so going there is, a, you know, that's huge mistake 
number 5,000 as a leadership position. You get said, somebody says something like that. Hey, you knock maybe, or you just don't go there and you get up with them the next time you see them when everybody's had a chance to cool down, shoot them a text. Hey man, that was wild. I wish that wouldn't have went that way. I'll talk to you at dynamite, whatever. Um, I always knew after everybody cooled down, had a chance to step back. He did a little bit of cursing. It was embarrassing. Little little fight, little scrap. Nobody nobody was permanently injured. Everybody get over it. No, nope. because there's money to be made here. I always knew that he was going to be back. I always knew that Tony was going to get it figured out because it's what's best for his team and for his company. I had hope that the fucking elite were going to get it figured out. Disappointed, but I guess not surprised that they never did. I hope everyone fucking enjoys collision <laughs> on Saturday. And I hope you're real sad. <laughs> well, I, 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 I will say this. Um, a part of me feels honestly like now. I feel like a lot of us are being worked. Now, I feel like it. I didn't feel I hope, like I do hope I really hope I'll be honest. I didn't feel like that at first. Like, I would say it sometimes and be like, oh, maybe they're working. But then I would talk to people and I'm like, okay, they're not working us at all. Okay. But recently, conversations have been different. So I feel like there's a chance we're being worked now. But the fact it would have taken nine months to get to that point still does not take away from the fact that it's irresponsible as if I was an EV, if I'm an EVP of a brand that's run by a billionaire, that's a multi-million dollar company. If I get into a confrontation with the biggest money earner in my company, what I'm going to do is you take some time for cooler heads to prevail. Take some time. You know, with me, I'm a little different. I'm a little different. So a physical education it might go too far. And I find if, we, if if me and any of my people get into something, it might go a little too far. However, we know business. No matter what happens, get into a confrontation, get into a shouting match, argument, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, it's business first. Because no matter what is going on between you and that person, it's not that deep. Most of this is miscommunication. Punk attempted to talk to Hangman about what he had issues with. Punk said himself in his ESPN article, I thought I had a solid relationship with the elite. I used to talk to Omega to make sure I didn't do the same spots that he was going to do or that nothing, we didn't conflict at all. I even looked out and, and wished Hangman Page luck when he had got COVID. But you know one thing about that that I think is interesting? That Punk probably does take a little personal, even if you want to admit this, this is my personal thing. Punk has been very, he had been very supportive of Hangman Page when he got to AEW. I don't think people remember this, but like he made little jokes about like his chaps and and said things about him. And, you know, he, you know, when Hangman Page had his match with Danielson, Punk went to go take a picture with him after the match and, and you know, gave him a thumbs up. Like, I think he saw Hangman Page as like, this guy's really good in the ring. He can wrestle. Like, he, you know, he's he's got a character that this interesting. He's like, I, you know, I could probably do some good business with him. I can probably, you know, like work well with him. And I think Hangman just ruined all that. And I think Punk felt like, 
hey man, I supported you. I also, you know, when you were sick, hey man, I, I was I was worried about you. Like I genuinely care. And you kind of repay me by like accusing me of trying to get somebody who has no worth to this company anyway fired. And then you said it on national television randomly that had nothing to do with what we're talking about in a go home to the biggest main event in the history of the company and it's like and you fuck what makes it worse is that you discussed what you were going to say with him and then went off script for no Mm. reason and then the thought is who told you to go do that out there because you didn't do that on your own accord somebody talked to you and put that battery in your back because if there's one thing i know Hangman Page ain't doing that shit by himself without somebody to say, yo, hey, hey, Steve, well, Steve, uh, Adam, go go out there, Adam. Stick it to punk. Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson. I could see you like, it'd be kind of funny, right? Yeah, go, go, go put it out there. Yeah, see what he says. Like, it almost feels like you're 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 poking the bear trying to like get a reaction. And that's what this has always been, in my opinion. Is that everybody likes to poke the bear until the bear claw your ass. And then it's like, oh, what? I can't believe he did that. What you saw at All Out at the scrum was literally that. Let's not we forget Kenny Omega at All Out looks into the camera after his trios match. And what does he say? Follow that, bitch. Who was he talking to? We'd never see Omega do nothing like that at the end of his match. I mean, he talked shit, you know. But he never did. They looked directly in the camera and said, follow that bitch and walks in the back. I would only assume that you're talking to whoever headlines the show. Which is a very Shawn Michaels thing to do, actually. Shawn Michaels is always say, follow that and all that shit. So I was thinking, like, there's more there than, like, there's way more there. And that's something that people don't talk about because most wrestling fans don't seem to have the smarts or the understanding to grasp that this was not all out is not the beginning. All out is not the beginning of this. The beginning of this situation literally started from, in my my humble opinion, it started from March 2022, maybe slightly April. The moment we saw Ring of Honor get purchased, that's where this started from. And I think it's very irresponsible of Hangman, of Tony Khan as well, for not nipping that in the bud the moment those rumors start. The moment moment rumors start in your locker room and your star hears them, you got you to gotta sit everybody down and like, no, we stopping it. And because they didn't do that, things got worse. I will say elite fans. I still consider myself a fan of Kenny Omega. I'll always be a fan of Kenny Omega uh, because he's one of the most talented wrestlers I've ever seen. And I will never dislike Kenny Omega. And plus, I don't think Omega really had anything to do with a lot of the issues because let's tell the truth about this too. Omega wasn't backstage for like nine months himself. Eight months or whatever, Omega wasn't there. He was he was rehabbing. So all of those issues that seemingly started seemingly happened when Omega wasn't around and the Bucks were there. But also, here's the thing. If the Elite had such a problem with CM Punk 
And that same media scrum that CM Punk talked about the Bucks and Hangman Page, he also put over one of the elite's best friends, Adam Cole. So if that's the case, he also put over John Moxley. No one talks about this is not a CM Punk hates AEW, doesn't like AEW. He likes he 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 said good things about Mox, said good things about Cole. He apologized to the media for going off him and being snippy in the middle of that. When all of this comes full circle tomorrow night, and CM Punk stands in the middle of a nine to ten thousand seat filled United Center, which would be, I think, the biggest non pay per view house for AEW in quite some time, uh, actually. Um, when he does that, whatever he says Saturday, tomorrow, might might give you a little bit more clarity of where we're headed here. But guess what? All of the talk, all of the Twitter stuff, it's over. It's done. That's why I said today, let it go. For everybody who's like, ah, ha, ha, Punk was scared of Hangman Page is going to shoot on him. He's telling you what his issue was, and you're, you think it's funny. The same motherfuckers, same people who told me, don't laugh at the Bucks saying, this is the hardest two months of our life. Worry about their mental health. They can have PTSD. All this other stupid shit. Look, these are grown-ass men. Grown-ass men. They're, they're going to do business. Whether or not that's together, we'll see. But Collision... Is here. CM Punk is back. The elite are not drawing very well in their segments. <laughs> so someone has to pick up the slack. And I, I said this. This is another reason why I said I don't believe in a hard split. Because if Dynamite goes through these moments where they keep losing viewers, you might have to pull out the... Uh... And this is this that is an issue. But the way you saw that, in my opinion, is just to have CM Punk work with the people he got had issues with because that's where your money is going to be. You can put it through both shows if you want. I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, CM Punk is back. The Elite have been back for forever. They're not, in my opinion, I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think the Elite are going to WWE. I am a 99.9% sure of that based on what I what I do know. And Collision's here. Enjoy Collision. It's professional wrestling. If you like professional wrestling, there's no need for favoritism. And this, in terms of, like, you might like Dynamite more than Collision. I like Collision more than Dynamite. Watch whatever, whichever one you like. But the agendas, gotta stop. It's old. It's childish. It's boring. And first of all, a lot of motherfuckers are crazy. Like, literally. Making fan fiction stories about CM Punk going into discords and Reddit with <laughs> long-winded, like, let this go, man. Like, he's back now. He's back. He lost. I hope you enjoy Collision, fucking bitch. Yeah, enjoy Collision. I mean, <laughs> if I had to... <laughs> I, if I had to say something to that particular lady, and the reason why, I, like, I just harp on her because she was the strongest one. She just said so many different crazy things for months and months and months. And it's like I had people. I have. I'm in like different group chats with like wrestling fans, 
people put me in. And they're in the, and they're in the group chat like, oh man, she she's telling the truth about punk. And I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> and you know she's not. And then people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would get rid of punk. I would fire him. And I was like, that's why you don't run no business. That's why you don't do business. Like, because you're stupid. That's dumb. Like, and she's creating this fanfic about punk being this evil devil man sitting, like, stewing and like coming up with like, why do you like you don't know these people? To that lady, you do not know CM Punk. You do not know Ace Steel. You might you might have a relationship with Hangman Page or maybe Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson. I don't know. But you definitely don't know Kenny Omega. I know that for a fact. You don't know, you don't know most of the parties involved in this. You were not there that night. You have not been there. First of all, you live, to my belief, I've heard you live across the pond. So what the hell do you know about what's going on behind the scenes in AW? Who do you talk to? Like maybe, maybe, maybe we do have some of the same connects or something like that. But if that's the case, then you should know better. You should know better. If you have connects in AW, talking to people, you should know better. You should want this business to be better. You should want this business to succeed. You should want this business to make money because that's the goal of business, to profit, to make money, revenue. And you're not going to do it by shitting on your biggest draw. That is not how this works. CM Punk is back. He is on Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And he... I believe it's about to give us a hell of a summer on television. And I think AW collision will be must see television. And I think the vision that you'll get there is going to be different than the vision you get on dynamite. But I think they're both going to mesh together in the sense that this is what professional wrestling should have always been. Different visions, different thoughts, different ideas, all under the same umbrella. Because no wrestler is the same. Everybody's style is different. The Bucks don't work the same as FTR. Omega don't work the same as Punk. Andrade doesn't work the same as Jungle Boy. Uh, I mean, none of these guys work alike. They don't, they're not the same. But you can put them in a ring together and they'll give you greatness. You can put them on different television shows. They can give you greatness on their own. This is professional wrestling. My plea for wrestling fans for the last nine months has been four simple words. Shut the fuck up. That's it. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, can we get back to what we were doing before All Out happened? Enjoying wrestling, critiquing what you don't like, because obviously you're not going to like everything, but critiquing it in a manner that makes sense. That makes sense. That's not like you got this parasocial relationship with the elite because you got some posters on your wall because you're 19 and you're like, like, or maybe you're 35 and you still got the same shit. What, whatever. Like, you got this parasocial relationship with these people who don't know you. They don't know you exist. They don't know you breathe. They don't know nothing about you. Be a fan. Not a stay. It's a difference. A fan separates themselves. I just want to see good shit. I just want to be entertained. Like, you might, you might have an opinion on shit that's happening, but you don't care that much. As a stan, you're talking about PTSD. Do you know people who, who come from backgrounds and, and really have PTSD? Like real life situations that happen? I mean, look, I don't want to get too much into this, 
But I have a background much different than most people on Twitter, much different than most people on wrestling Twitter. My background is way different. I just seen real life shit. I got people around me that's been to in wars, that's been in this, that's been in that. Trust me, I do not think two California Christian boys getting a jaw tap is going to give you PTSD. You're 40 years old, Nick Jackson. You're 40 years old, Matt Jackson. You ain't never been in a fight before, bro. That's all I got to say on that. Let's get back to business. Let's get back to being fans. Let's get back to enjoying AW Wrestling. While I'm on that subject, I do want to send uh, a big shout out to Will Washington. Uh, Will Washington is is a great guy, and I I know there were people who were uncertain about him joining AEW. I just want to say he's a great he's a great dude. Uh, he's he's looked out for me tremendously. Um, you know, over the last couple months with AEW and stuff like that, and it's just a good all around dude, man. And little known fact that he did not mention on AEW Unrestricted. I'm mad at him for that, actually. He didn't mention it on his AEW Unrestricted. Uh, is that when Will Washington arrived in Baltimore for his first day on the job at AEW, do you know who picked him up from the airport? This guy. So when so I just want to point that out. Because I I was I I I did I ribbed him about it a little bit in text. I was like, hey man, you can't give my credit for making sure you got safely in my city. <laughs> like do you go like come on, he knew who to come to. Yeah, like I like I told myself I got him. You in my city, you good. You in my city, you good. So, but I, I do want to send a shout out to Will, man, uh, and and shout out to the Denver Nuggets also for winning the uh, NBA championship. Because once again, this is Dar Sports. So Dr Sports, we're gonna be covering other stuff outside of professional wrestling because my life, literally out, outside of my regular day to day, is mostly sports. So uh, sports and music. So. Um, definitely a shout out to the Denver Nuggets for, for winning the NBA championship. W- wish they would have won me some, some money in that last game, but it's all good. You know, uh, it's all good. And that's another thing probably we talked about a little bit too, sports betting, uh, gambling and how, how it's kind of affecting the leagues a little bit, uh, too. There's a, I don't know if this is true. I want to do quickly before, before I, I give my final words to the, the fans of professional wrestling. I don't know if this is true but somebody said you can bet on professional wrestling on sports books i have yet to see it i don't want to see it because i will literally just contact everybody i know <laughs> at the company to be like hey man who winning is who i'm who winning this why are you want to know <laughs> no reason i just want to know for my personal sanctity to know what i to know what like i would cash the hell out so i i just want to say um you know, I don't think wrestling needs to be on sports books. But somebody said that they bet on Cody to, to win at WrestleMania. You lost a lot of money if you did. So, um, and that's another story. That's uh, another. <laughs> but uh, I will say, um, in closing, to the ladies who are elite fans, Hangman Page fans, fan fiction fans, uh, the people who write essays about CM Punk, people who write essays about even FTR, and I am I'm, I'm of the belief that Dax should slow down is some of his Twitter responses. But hey, we're all human. Everybody's allowed to respond and say what you want to say. But to those people, elite fans, particularly that one lady 
And that one weird dude who was in my mentions earlier and tried to call me little bro. If I saw you on the streets, I would knock you out. So please just be advised. But to all the fans on Twitter, brother, shut the fuck. And I emphasize the fuck up. Watch professional wrestling. Enjoy wrestling. I'm not going to say enjoy all wrestling because some of that shit is whack. But enjoy professional wrestling. It's an art form. One thing I don't think wrestling gets enough credit for is being an art form. It's the same thing with us as rappers, as artists, as writers. as All of this is art form. You're creating something for people to be entertained and be immersed by. This is an art form. Appreciate it. If you don't like CM Punk as a professional wrestler, that is your right. Do you know CM Punk personally? No, you don't. Do you know Kenny Omega personally? No, you don't. Do you know Matt Nick Jackson personally? You probably don't. And if you do, I'm sorry for you. But the point is, you don't know these people. CM Punk said himself on Instagram. You don't know these people. You don't know me. You don't know us. Stop making things personal in the professional wrestling business. You are a fan. You don't know shit. You might talk to somebody who knows something, and they're going to tell you what they heard from somebody who knows something, but you don't know shit. What you do know is what you like to see and what you like to watch. That is where it stops. That is where it starts, and it should stay that way. We do not need to be invested in what is going on. You should not be that invested on what Hangman Page ate for dinner today or what Hangman Page is doing right now. You should not care that much. You don't know these people. That's it. Leave it where it is. You are a fan. I am a fan. We're all fans. Enjoy Collision on Saturday. Enjoy Dynamite on Wednesday if you watch it. Hell, you're going to be enjoying Rampage right now. I don't really care about it, but enjoy these programs. If you want to watch Raw, you want to watch SmackDown, NXT, I will say really quick, NXT, great, great show. Not for the wrestling, but they have some great talent on NXT. I love every woman on NXT in my own way. You know, my own way. It's beautiful women. Ariana Grace, I just, that is, anyway, the point is, Enjoy your wrestling. Stop taking personal shots at wrestlers you don't fucking know, man. Like, if you think if you think Punk's a jackass, guess what? You're probably right. If you think the Bucks are jackasses, guess what? You're probably right. But guess what? You're probably a jackass, too. I'm definitely a jackass. Everybody's a jackass in their own way. We're human beings. Remember that at the end of the day, when you sat there and you wrote 35,000 tweets about CM Punk personally, he's also a human being. The same way you thought the Young Bucks PTSD was something you need to worry about and all stuff like that, guess what? New t-shirt just dropped for CM Punk. New merch. Larry, Roddy Roddy Piper shirt. Did you notice in that picture that Larry the dog is missing Two bottom teeth. Oh, another part of the story from Brawl Out. 
that nobody seems to bring up. You hurt that man's dog. That dog was hurt. He had to have two teeth removed. How about instead of talking about the dog and talking about this didn't happen, this is a lie, how about you shut up? How about you shut up? Shut the fuck up. And just enjoy professional wrestling. Wrestling is here for us to enjoy. It's fun. It's entertainment. And you don't know any of these motherfuckers. And guess what? You probably don't want to. Take it from me. I know a lot of these wrestlers. You don't want to know. They don't want to know you either. They're here to provide you a service. That's it. So enjoy Collision, Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Rampage, Forbidden Door, Money in the Bank is soon, right? Yeah, Money in the Bank is coming up soon. Enjoy all this stuff. And also, okay, the last thing I'm going to say, this is not for elite fans. Cody Rhodes fans. This is not even AW. Cody Rhodes fans. I'm going to say this. I've been saying this a long time. Stop saying this man is black. Stop <laughs> saying this man is black, bro. Like, Cody is, is like Cuban and white. Totally fine. He has an attractive wife. Totally fine. Stop saying this man is black. I will never stop saying this. Stop saying Cody Rose is black. This goes to Twitter. It's most a Twitter thing. I don't see nobody in the arena saying this. But it's a Twitter thing. Stop it. Let it go. Let it go. That's my final words. Stop saying Cody Rose is black. Thank you very much. I have no more words to say. That's it for me. Everyone enjoy the shows. This is DAR Sports Media. Keep an eye out.